listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. Once again, recording in late into the PM. That's right. After dark. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I'm tired. I didn't sleep last night. So this ought to be a good show. How was the pumpkin patch? Well, it was really Walmart. As <laughs> to say, I pulled what I felt like was a pro move. We went back to our hometown today, to my home church that I grew up in, Rehoboth Baptist Church. It was their 125th anniversary. And so I went, my, my family went, my mom and dad, you know, it's like kind of our home mm-hmm. church for our whole family. A lot of cousins Absolutely. and stuff there. Uh, had a great time. And then Deidre had figured out, didn't ask me if I was wanted to do this. <laughs> hey, there's this. Well, she, she knew yeah. what you would rather do. She didn't need to ask. We were getting ready for bed last night. And this is part of the reason why I didn't sleep because I was just dreading it. <laughs> She was like, hey, I found this pumpkin patch in Fayette, and so-and-so that we know runs it, and we're going to go. Is this the one that your father-in-law like leases the land for? Because I no, just assumed it would have been that one. He leases the gravel pit behind their house for Halloween on the farm or terror oh, on the farm Oh, okay. It's not a pumpkin patch, No, it's like se. a haunted house type I got thing. You. Or a haunted trail, I guess. All right. Uh, which... There's tons of like dead farm equipment out there. It's like tetanus shot city. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm sure he's got all the paperwork in line for them not to get sued by some kid running into a 30 year old combine that doesn't <laughs> right. work. But that potential's out there, which is great. Uh, and also, that would help build the mythos sure, of the haunted right. farm yes. trail. <laughs> but, uh, so we're getting ready for bed, and Deidre's like, well, look, we're going to this pumpkin patch tomorrow. Not, hey, do you think it's a good idea? <laughs> you know, do you want to? What NFL games are going on? Anything <laughs> like that. Just, we're going to go to mom and dad's and change clothes after church. So bring a pair of clothes that you can wear to the pumpkin patch, which means probably something that's suitable for a photo. Is what I, what I say. Oh, because I see, I was thinking pair of jeans and boots. Well, I'm in a t shirt. <laughs> I took the t shirt I have on now and a pair of shorts. That's my, that was my protest. Like, if we're going to try to get some <laughs> nice fall pictures, this is what I'm going to be in. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. So, um, but then we got over to Deidre's mom's after we had dinner after church and all that at the, in the fellowship hall at Fed, which my kids were like, uh, this this is the smallest church I've ever been in in my life. And I'm like, well, yeah, man, like <laughs> it's in the woods in Fayette County, you know, like uh, there's Who not are a lot you of expecting? people. Yeah. Right. Joe Olstein. <laughs> I'm sorry. We only have like 18 row, rows of pews in the whole place, buddy. Yeah. Do you expect Kanye to come out and perform closed <laughs> right. on Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which what's it did refer to him as a Christian rapper today. <laughs> On the way there. I'm, I'm glad I'm alive to see it. <laughs> he, he, Hudson wanted to know what the music was like. And I was like, well, man, we sing out of the hymn book still at Rehoboth. Mm-hmm. And he was like. And, and get, pay attention yeah. to what hymn number because oh, yeah. you're going to be in the book. Yeah. It's not going to no, be on the not, screen. Nothing on the screen. <laughs> he was like, do they have like a praise band or anything? And I was like, no, it's piano and organ the way Jesus intended <laughs> worship to be. You know, And we're going to sing the first, third, and fifth verse of a victory in Jesus or whatever. And, and we're going to do that. And that's how it's mm-hmm. going to be. 
He was like, I no was special like, music. I was like, what were you expecting? He was like, well, I was hoping a Christian rapper like Kanye West would be there. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't we all? I was like, my uncle Ronnie probably won't think that's cool, but okay. Uh, no, anyways, so uh, we get to Deidre's house, and Deidre's like, well, we don't have any cash. I wonder if they take cards. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Look on the internet. The internet has all the answers. Well, then she found out entrance to it was 20 bucks per ooh, person. Ooh. Well, if you're an adult, you could pay $5. So like, it's cheaper for adults than yeah, for kids. Because you don't, I, I guess you don't go to the petting zoo. You're not petting the goats or whatever, and you're not riding the whatever hayride or any of the other events that makes perfect logical sense. Mm -hmm. But this is the first time I've ever heard of a bumpkin patch being like adults are going to get in cheaper than kids. So you're basically looking at a hundred bucks for us to get in the gate. Mm -hmm. And then somebody's going to want something to drink, which means everybody's going to want something to drink. And that's going to be $5 a pop. Sure. At least. And plus a funnel cake or whatever, (laughs) you know, and somebody's so, going to want to ride the pony. Yeah. Before it's over with, we're going to be $200 deep on this thing. <laughs> At least. And Deidre was like, well, I don't, you know, like, what are we going to do? And blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, here's an idea. And I'm just throwing this out here for everybody. We could not go. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, y'all just, y'all now, toss John, that around in your head. That's crazy talk. <laughs> I was like, y'all just, y'all, why don't y'all get together, breakout group, chop that up, see what you think, and then come back to me, and then we'll talk about it some more. Yeah. And so Dieter was like, I, I, I think that's a fine idea. How can we convince Libby? Because Thomas and Hudson didn't care either way. They were like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how can, and Ollie's so young. That we didn't just tell him what to do. <laughs> y'all, you know? y'all didn't even involve him yeah, in the conversation. Right. <laughs> Libby would go to like DEFCON 5 because she's already been planning. I'm going to get Instagram pictures and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I want to film, you know, a TikTok with you out there, Dad. And I'm like, no, we can't do all that. So I was like, we just need to tell her that we can't do it. And she can be mad about it because it's good for people to learn no, you know, like <laughs> right. that's yes. an important thing in life. And Deidre's like, well, no, I don't want to hear her cry all the way back to Tuscaloosa and blah, blah. So I'm like, okay. That's well. what AirPods are for. <laughs> Deidre was like, hey, Libby, uh, I don't, she was out swinging in the back and she came in and she's like, I don't think we're going to go to the pumpkin patch. We're going to go buy pumpkins. Deidre just pulled a, 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 a card out from her back pocket and we're going to go buy pumpkins and then we can paint work? them like you want to paint them because Libby's been wanting to paint pumpkins. We'll paint pumpkins and all that. Well, then I was like, well, I don't really want to do that either. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I don't know, but I didn't want to do anything today. Like, I wanted to go. Watch NFL football. Yeah, watch NFL football and chill out. I've already got my afternoon blocked out. I told Tiny we wouldn't be back too late because I didn't know how late the thing was going to run. But we were out at like 1130. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was amazing. I was like, this is awesome. We need I to move Sunday our letter back here. <laughs> I taught Sunday school again. Oh, yeah. We were out at 1120. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> was it just you and Nick? It was almost just me and Nick. Okay. But then Ralph's niece showed up with okay. her husband. Oh, right. So it was the four of us. Uh, her name starts with an R, right? Raven. Yeah, Raven. Yeah, uh-huh. that's so Raven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good, good. I, I'm glad she came back. Anyways, so 
Then we painted pumpkins, which was fine, and we had fun doing that. We did were you paint a pumpkin, or did you I did protest paint a that pumpkin. too? <laughs> no, I painted a pumpkin. Okay, because to me it was better than carving a pumpkin. Because mm-hmm. carving a pumpkin is fun when you carve one pumpkin, but when you got four kids, you got to carve four pumpkins, and by the end of right. it, you're like, I would just like to carve my eyeballs out. So, <laughs> so yeah, I painted a pumpkin. Mine was. Uh, the little green monster off of Monsters Inc. Mike something or not. Mike Wazowski. Yeah, that's who Libby wanted me to paint. And uh, and it looked wonderful until we got home and his eyeball was still wet and Hudson smeared it all up, getting it out of the back <laughs> of the car. So whatever. But that was fun and everybody had a good time. So nice. That good. was my Sunday. And a pro move really to get out of going to the pumpkin patch. Just let you know. It was they're expensive in Fayette, which goes well for my pumpkin patch that plan that right. I will one day open down there. So, well, as far as odd news goes, what are we going to talk about this week? Um, I mean, we got some stories, but <laughs> do, we do. We had I, also talked about just mentioning that uh, let's go Brandon Rap. Oh yeah, number one on iTunes. That's right. This yes. past Wednesday and then Thursday, it was number two behind some. Adele song that okay. she put out. So. Now, let's go, Brandon. I'm not aware of what that means. You're kidding. <laughs> I'm not aware of what that means at all, Tiny. <laughs> are you being coy can, or are you for real? Can you explain it to me and the listening audience who may not be aware? Okay. The let's go, Brandon is a meme. Okay. That is running rampant on, on social, social media? media right now. Okay. And it comes from Brandon Brown. He won the t- race at Talladega. Okay. Was it earlier this month? I've been informed people from Talladega call it Talladega and that we're saying it wrong. But Well, I've also just heard it pronounced Dega, like yeah. leave the Tala off, right, like yeah. go to Dega.com yeah, let's go for to your Dega, tickets. Baby. Yeah. yeah, let's go to Dega. I got a 12-pack of Miller. Let's it's not Dega Ba. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no! <laughs> I mean, people listening to this have no idea what Talladega is, number one. It's the fastest racetrack in the world, right? Oval track in the world. Yes. And Located in Talladega, naturally, Alabama. Naturally where you would find something like that. <laughs> we don't have a lot East of pro Central sports. Alabama. But we got NASCAR, baby. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so and uh, the cars go so fast there that NASCAR has to slow them down because it's mm-hmm. like dangerous. So. Yeah, and if you tour, if you go to the racetrack and take the tour, yeah. you walk through the museum, and you go through the gift shop, and then they'll put you in a van, and they'll get out on the track. And yeah. the, the turns are like straight up, yeah, right. ninety degree wall. Yeah, it's pretty so wild. You it is crazy. You can't really even walk all the way up the turns from no, the, from the no, infield. You can't. So they, uh, when I was on there, and they're going around the track, they get just on like the the just the very first rung. Yeah, and you're. It's, you know, it feels like van, you're going to tip over. It feels like the van's going to tip over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I can't imagine flying around that yeah. thing at 200 miles an hour. Anyway, okay. The point back is, to Brandon. Back to Brandon Brown. Yes. He's a NASCAR driver. I didn't know who Brandon was until the meme happened. But after he won the race, one of the reporters, reporters ran yeah. up to him and was doing an interview. And there was a huge group of rednecks in the back. Not at, not at a NASCAR race <laughs> in Alabama. <laughs> And that they, seems off brand. They were all doing a cheer uh-huh. where they were saying Joe Biden. Okay. 
And the reporter, honestly, probably just trying to salvage her interview. Yeah. She turned and she said, look at the crowd here. They're chanting, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> but it is blatantly obvious. That is not what, what they're the saying. The rednecks are really okay. chanting. All right. And so now that has become a meme. And you'll see your boomer uncle sharing, sure. let's go, Brandon memes. But what they really mean is, to heck with Blank Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Yes. That's now, what the, I was told Joe Biden got more votes than any president in the United States history. More than Obama. Probably, He's, yeah, the most popular president we've ever had, I would think. Well, the fact on, that people are unhappy at his job is surprising to me. On election day, he was absolutely the most popular yeah. president that we have ever had. So, But now we have people chanting and sharing memes about screwing him, basically. <laughs> There's not a better way to put it, is it? Which, I'll say, look, if everybody around the nation was chanting that about me, yeah. there'd be a little part of me that was flattered. I, I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'd be like, let's see how, I'll show y'all, you know? And maybe that's what's going on, because yeah. I paid like $50 of gas a day to drive from here to Fayette. It's crazy, yeah. But anyway, I think, I feel like most people, it is probably just a funny meme. Yeah. But uh, that said... There was, uh, I think his name is Loza Alexander, some, some rapper. I'd never heard of him before, but he did a funny rap about a meme, and it hit number one on iTunes wow. last week. Wow. So, okay. And way to cash in. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> opt- opportunistic for sure. <laughs> yes. Good for him. That's, uh, and, he, and he slipped to number two. I'm he, surprised they would let something that disparages our dear leader get to number one. You know? Uh, yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> Apple is shadow banned us, let's be honest. <laughs> In fact, Susie and I had a discussion about this this week on Instagram DMs. She's been trying to leave us a review, and it won't let her. Let her. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had people tell us that they can't download it from Apple anymore, and it's because we're too close to the truth. You hey, know? just hey, Tiny is Q. All right, we didn't want to <laughs> come out with it, but Tiny is Q, and Apple doesn't like us. Well, how about Let's Go Apple? Just there's <laughs> other podcast apps out there. Sure, sure. The best one being Patreon. Just download the Patreon app and listen to us there. Somehow I signed myself out of the Patreon app, <laughs> and I can't get back in it. You know, uh, just text me and, and let me know what the security code is, <laughs> and I, I'll I'll give it. When I figured that out the other day, I was like. I put in our normal email and password and all that, and it just didn't work. And I was like, I need to text Tiny, and mm-hmm. then something came and up. I didn't think happened. about it. So I listened to the podcast this week on Spotify, okay, but not the Patreon episode. We'll because, get it. We'll get it worked out. Yeah, it's fine. I, I'll get back in it. But anyways, <laughs> Apple, Apple. I'm surprised they would allow anybody who speaks something ill of our current president. To get well, to number one. I don't know why you would think that. I mean, people have been talking ill about the president for like the last six years. Well, <laughs> but that's different, Tommy. <laughs> that's way different, okay? Um, one of the guys who has been speaking ill of the president for the past few years is old Alec Baldwin. <laughs> no. <laughs> Perfect segue. It really was, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> this is going to get a little dark. We'd like to remind everybody this is a Halloween show. Now, Alec, he's not having the best week ever, you know, mm-hmm. um, because he shot someone on his movie. That's not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. That's not funny at all. He shot someone on his movie set time. Uh-huh. Was it The Crow? <laughs> 
I didn't know Alec Baldwin was playing Fun Boy in the new Crow reboot. Oh, that's a good one, Tiny Dad. <laughs> that would hit me pretty good. I wasn't ready for a Crow reference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that that hit like it did, because I, I actually thought that was kind of low-hanging fruit before I said it. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not a movie guy. I hadn't thought about that since it happened, really. You right. know, it was like, what, 98, something like that? I was yeah. like right around high school time for mm-hmm. me. Well, Alec has discharged a prop gun. And killed the cinematographer lady there. Or I don't want to assume gender. Cinematographer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then put another guy in the hospital. Dang. So I'm assuming gender again, the director in the hospital. So Just uh, from the story, I'm assuming it was a shot where he was like aiming at the camera, like from the vantage point of the... Sure. In the story, the guy who... That's what shooting. it seems like. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not going to read the story because everybody knows about this story. By the right. time this gets out, who knows what else is broken? All this, but uh, maybe yeah. he killed someone else. <laughs> maybe he's on a rampage. You know, <laughs> like he's just on a killing spree. What if he's a serial killer? I heard he killed well, that Gabby <laughs> Patino girl. <laughs> if he's a serial killer, I think he's got two more to go. <laughs> okay, so that's you got to get to four. Well, you got to get three, but there's got to be a cooling off period. Oh, okay. Like you can't like go like us. If someone just goes on a rampage, yeah. that's a spree killer. Oh, okay. they do not count well, as I'm a not serial killer. You know the definitions <laughs> for all that. So I can't go out and kill like five days in a row, five people, and be considered a serial killer. I don't. I think by as per the definition by the FBI. Yeah. Uh, since there's a day between them, maybe. Yeah, like I'm going home at night and. And sleeping and, you know, looking at nudie magazines, whatever, (laughs) you know, serial killers do. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, by definition, there's got to be like a a cooling. The the term cooling off period is kind of subjective, you know. Right. But that's that's way different than me going to the mall and shooting five people or whatever. That's a spree killer. Yeah, that's definitely a spree killer. Yeah. Or some people, like the old terminology was mass murderer. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of felt fallen. What do they call favor. them now? Mass shootings? Mass shootings. Yeah. yeah. Or spree killings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, mass shootings happen all the time, man. Yeah. I mean, it ain't nothing in America. It's like, we're well, these people are just here. going for the high score. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah. yeah. The, I was like, four four more people get shot at a time. I mean, that's like after an Alabama football game, <laughs> you know? Yes. Uh, where we lose, which right. doesn't happen often, for the record. I can't remember the last time it happened. So... <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, that ain't a big deal. But anyways, Alec Baldwin is in some trouble here. Now, the big debate online that I've been reading is whether he's responsible for this. I believe it, the, it's going to be more likely the prop, whoever was in charge of the, the props on the set. I would agree with you. Now, also, I would say that discards every rule of gun safety that you and I have ever learned in our <laughs> right. life. Number one being always assume your your firearm is loaded mm-hmm. and never point it at anything you don't want to kill. But I right. realize we're outside the the normal universe we're in. Yeah, because that's not gonna make, that's not going to make for a very good movie. Well, I'm sure Alex, <laughs> Alex, Alec. Alec Baldwin didn't grow up with his daddy saying, if I hand you a gun, you better assume it's loaded and you better not point at anybody or I'm going to bust you in the back of the head. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, he just, so they have people who are responsible for their firearms, mm-hmm. you know? I, but Alex is the producer of this. Alec, I'll call him, I'm going to call him Alex I'm, for the rest of the night. <laughs> He's the producer of this movie. So in theory, he hired the guy who allowed him to kill someone. 
So uh, he's ultimately responsible. He's partially responsible. Yeah, yeah, in some way he's responsible. And I've heard that there were like uh, breaches in firearm protocol Mm -hmm. leading up to this from this guy who is apparently a loose cannon out there. Yeah, I don't know how they... uh, Now, again, I'm not like a a movie... I'm not a movie expert as far as how they're filmed, how they're made. Yeah, yeah. Who knows how that works? But I was under the impression that there were prop companies that specialized in making firearms that weren't actually firearms. Right. And what I mean, replica ones. Yeah. What I mean, like, what I mean by that is it was a gun, but the caliber was off, so that, like, say you had like a a a movie prop AR-15, it would be like a gun. But it would, but the chamber would not take either like a two, two, three, or a five, five, six round. Gotcha. It would only take a specially made blank that was made specifically for that rifle. Huh. But now maybe, I mean, that that sounds like that could get really expensive really fast. Sure. Maybe this is like an up and coming studio. Maybe so. I, I don't, don't know, know. Like an independent project, something like maybe. that. Maybe. And they're like, just get Pawpaw's forty five out and bring it on <laughs> down here. We'll put a blank in it. I you know back to Brandon Lee. I know that when. I've seen it a documentary about this, and I'm probably not going to get this exactly. But- you know, there's some Brandon Lee heads out there, right? <laughs> right. You know, I mean, I, they love him like people love Star Wars, right? Right. Yeah. But if I'm not mistaken, the way that happened was they were using like a, a movie gun or whatever, and they had like a blank round in it, but they had a, a bullet. So when they shot, what happened? Well, they got a squib round. You know what a squib? Yeah, squib right. a squ- for anyone who's not who's not familiar, a squib round is when the bullet discharges from the cartridge but gets stuck in the barrel. That is a really, yeah. really bad thing because if you put another bullet in behind that one, your yeah. gun is going to explode. Exactly. What happened in this case though is they had that squib round, and then the next day they came back in. They didn't know that squib round was in there. They put just a blank, nothing else, but just the powder from that blank cartridge was enough to push that squib round out Uh and kill Brandon Lee. Wow. And we almost didn't get the Crow movie. (laughs) Now, I don't know... If the if on the movie set of Rust, I don't know how if that if yeah. it's similar Who knows? at all. I have no idea. But I will say that when a director is like, okay, I need you to point the gun right at the camera and yeah. pull the trigger, you know, yeah, you gotta you gotta be careful because very careful. things like this can happen. And and for things like this are rare. Yeah. But I mean this hey here's the thing though, Tiny. We're from the South. We're dumb rednecks, right? Right. Uh, let's say, Ben, you were making a movie, and I'm the director and you're the actor, mm-hmm. right? And I go, all right, Tiny, I got my camera set up right here. I want you to point this gun. Don't worry. Just put a blank in it. Just put powder, whatever, powder <laughs> charge, whatever, and don't worry. Not loaded. I want you to have this. When I say action, I want you to point it just right here at the camera, pull the trigger. And you go, all right, yes, sir. I, I would say we're going to set it up on a tripod. Yeah. And I'm going to run over yeah, exactly. here look, beside I'm a, you. That's exactly what any normal. Look, the just iPhone. in case, I, I'm going way over here. Okay. So the only thing that gets damaged is the camera if this thing has an actual round in it. Yeah. I don't know if people are aware of this, but your iPhone actually has a 
a countdown yeah, timer right. so you yeah. can set up your iPhone and well, run away and have I, it do I know film is expensive. If I have to let it run for an extra five seconds before I shout action, it'll be okay. You know, right. like I'll take that out of my pocket because I don't want to get shot. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. But I also don't know anything about how movies are made and what the environment's like and all that. So it may be that it's so commonplace that they, without incident, that they didn't think it was any reason to ever move. Right. You know, I, I don't know. Well, hopefully this will be a time for reflection. Sure. And for everyone to come back and OSHA to get involved. Sure, and absolutely. And for, take our guns away. For new, stricter <laughs> safeguards. And it only costs the life of one cinematographer. <laughs> that's cold-blooded. But that's normally how it goes in the United States, right? <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got to die before we do anything. I have fallen. This has nothing to do with anything, but I want to say it before I forget it. I've fallen down a TikTok rabbit hole on Helen Keller not being legit. <laughs> and it is one of the... I sent one to you. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if you watched it. <laughs> but there are several different... That Man. She was a fraud, basically. I mean, I don't want to disparage the dead here. Yeah. But Helen Keller certainly was a put-on forever and, and got so famous she's got her statue in the White House. So there you go. Not to mention, there's a road just down the down the street. Sure, that's named Helen Keller Boulevard. That's right. How did she drive on that? She couldn't see. You know, <laughs> something makes no me, sense. Something tells me she rode. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I was saying Helen Keller's a fraud, a hundred percent fraud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, next story here, John. Are you a big? I'm just assuming. That you're a huge horror movie fan. You love to see the blood and the guts. No, I don't like that. But let me tell you this thing, Tiny. Ollie has seen every horror movie in the world. I'm not kidding. <laughs> wow. He knows Pinhead. He knows all of them. <laughs> Apparently, wherever he was living at before then, thought it was appropriate to let a child watch all those things. Probably why he's living. One of the reasons why he's living with us now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, Ollie knows all of them. You know, I think back, okay, now I was not as young as Ollie. I was 10 and 11 when I watched all those horror <laughs> movies. But to think I could have, if I would have just been a little later, I could have moved in with the longs. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 10 and 11, I was watching like scary, this is what I considered scary movies, like The Blob, okay, mm -hmm. from the, the original one. <laughs> the black and white yeah. one. Yeah, and like Alfred Hitchcock you know, rear window and suspense movies right. and stuff. like That's what I thought scary movies were. And I watch it with my dad because he loved them. When I was that age, uh, me and my friends were debating whether Friday the 13th part seven or Friday <laughs> the 13th part eight was the best Jason movie. <laughs> That's the one thing about the horror movie. It is almost exactly like the adult film movie <laughs> industry yes. in that if they hit on something, you're going to get a million different <laughs> versions of it. You know, like <laughs> Freddy versus Jason to Electric Boogaloo and all that. So, well, yeah, I'm glad you bring that up. And you can tell Ollie he'll be excited about this. <laughs> Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street House is listed on for sale for $3.5 million. Oh, wow. Now, where is it located? Los Angeles. Okay. That's pretty cheap for Los Angeles, I would think. <laughs> yes. Uh, which, I mean, in Los Angeles, you can just live on the street. Yeah. You know, but here's the thing like a $3.5 million house in Tuscaloosa. 
is like Nick Saban's house. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes. It's like top of the line. I mean, you can you can almost afford to live in Bell Mead for that much. Pretty pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have a football coach in our neighborhood if you didn't know. Yeah, we do. Oh, we does we, we discussed that. that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Hey, okay, I need I need to get to this story, but you know, tonight the youth went and passed out flyers for the sportsman's dinner that That's the church right. is doing, which is on November 13th if anyone listening to this would like to come. Yeah, absolutely. Carroll's Creek Baptist Church hosting the sportsman's dinner. Yeah. Anyway, we went through Bell Mead, our neighborhood, like handing out flyers, putting them on mailboxes, this, that, and the other. Yeah. And I turned around to the teenagers and I was like, look, I just want to let y'all know I live in a very wealthy suburb <laughs> and I don't need y'all embarrassing me. That's right. Y'all better walking right. through Bell Mead. Yes. So, yeah. Well, good. <laughs> they did well. But anyway, the Los Angeles home from the 1984 movie A Nightmare on Elm Street has been listed for sale in time for Halloween with an asking price of $3.5 million. The three-bedroom Spalding Square House listed by realty agency Douglas Elman was purchased previously for $2.1 million in 2013 by some other movie director. The two-story house served as protagonist Nancy Thompson's home in Wes Craven's classic slasher film and was the location of the character's final showdown with iconic serial killer Freddy. It's so much fun bringing this house to market during a historic real estate inventory shortage. Listing agent Larka Bosnak told Market Watch, Buyers are worn out. They've been looking for a great house, one with enough bedrooms and bathrooms and space for them to work at home. And here it is. It's beautiful. It's ready to buy. And it has an incredibly fun movie uh, history. The house's appeal lies in more than its cinematic history, said Bosnak's listing agent partner, Heather T. Roy. The facade is iconic, but the ties to the movie stop as soon as you walk through the front door. Inside is a beautiful traditional style space with a modern twist. Blah, blah, blah. She's trying to sell the <laughs> house. Yeah, she's getting her listing <laughs> out there. But offers on the house are apparently due on Halloween. So oh, okay. get your offers in because apparently the clock's ticking. Well. I mean, it's not like it's a haunted house or anything. It was just used in a movie, you know? Right. I know there are people out there. <laughs> a movie where Alec Baldwin yeah. shot somebody. No, there's. <laughs> he didn't shoot somebody in that house. Do we know that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but all I would say is like, there's some dude that like really loves horror movies. Like in my mind, he like lives mm-hmm. in a trailer in Alabama. He tries his best to look like. Zach Wild, you know. You're thinking of Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah. Right. Rob Zombie, that's right. Yeah. And he's going to buy the house, yes. you know. He's yeah. going to do whatever he can. <laughs> Stealing catalytic converters all over the <laughs> land to get enough, get enough money for a down payment. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Well, I would never live there, though. <laughs> Ever. Right. You know, do you like I've, Nightmare on Elm Street? I've never seen a Nightmare on Elm Street in my life. Oh, man, I've recently been going back through because they're all streaming on HBO Max. They're <laughs> of fun course movies. you are. <laughs> you know? Uh, two, I'm sorry, two is probably the weakest. Is it? I think the best are part three followed closely by part four. Okay. How many of them are there for real? I believe there's okay. There's Nightmare on Elm Street. Sure, Nightmare you on Elm Street. You don't have to name them all. Let's Part just get a synopsis here. Revenge. There's three: the Dream Warriors, four: <laughs> the Dream Master, five: the Dream Child, six was Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. Then but there was, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't because there was Wes Craven's new nightmare. Okay. 
Then there was Freddy vs. Jason. Then there was the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot in 2010, which okay. I thought was a uh, it, it got panned because it was not the original. But I actually thought for a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, they did all right. So that's nine movies. I think it was it nine. I thought it was eight. Okay, eight. All right, maybe I, I I'm Six, not good at counting. I went seven, to I went to public eight. school. I think it was nine. Okay, nine movies mm-hmm. worth of Freddy. Yeah, you know, and it's a shame the 2010 reboot didn't get a didn't get a sequel. You would think though that. After a couple, we just got to get it down. You know, like, we don't have to keep revisiting this. Let's come up with a new monster, guys. Well, now, I will say, I, I agree, and I believe that that is totally, like, the Nightmare, no, 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 not the Nightmare, the uh, Friday the 13th movies. Oh, yeah, there's probably a million of those, it's, right? It's Jason killing teenagers over and over yeah, and over right. again. I will say the Nightmare on M Street movies were fun because it being a nightmare, it being like the dreams, the, yeah. like they could do different stuff. Okay. It wasn't just machete to the forehead <laughs> 10 <laughs> times in a row. I'm trying to think of the last scary movie I watched. Probably the original Scream. Dieter and I watched wow, that at the okay. movie theater. Mm-hmm. Made out during the whole thing. Like, so you can't even, you don't even remember what happened. I don't remember a whole lot about it other than <laughs> Nev Campbell was in it. And. Somebody got killed right in the beginning. That was cute. That's the only thing I remember about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, what do you think about Hall- the Halloween movie franchise? Uh, Well, I, you know what? Honestly, it's not. I mean, it's people People love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to hate on it, but it's not my favorite it ain't horror no movie Friday franchise. The 13th. No, it, it ain't no Nightmare on Elm Street. I'll <laughs> okay. say that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. <laughs> yes. Or Alien. Well, it's good to know. Alien is a, is a horror movie. It's it's a sci fi yeah. horror, but yeah, people would consider it scary. Would they? It's, yeah, I think so. Okay, I think uh, I think the the Xenom the what's it called Xenomorphs. I have no idea. They have that. earned their place in horror movie horror okay. movie history. In That's my fair. opinion, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I would. Have you seen I, them? Uh, saw the original one. Okay, it's like fantastic. Fantastic yeah. movie. I don't know about fantastic. It's pretty pretty good. But it was, it was entertaining. It's a classic. I, I'm not the guy that should be rating movies, though. You know, like I'm, I'm no good at it. Things I'll be like, that's a stupid movie. And people are like, well, Citizen Kane's one of the greatest movies ever made. I'm like, nah, that's stupid. You, you know? know what? I didn't care for Citizen Kane either. <laughs> you think that's one of those things where it just becomes the answer, so you have to say that? Like the Beatles. You know, like the Beatles are a great band, right. and and I, and admittedly, I would probably rank them as like top one or two mm-hmm. bands of all time. But I think people just say the Beatles because they're afraid to not say the Beatles. Now. Well, now I will say that back to Citizen Kane. I don't <laughs> want to turn this into a movie podcast. If you look at the way they shot the movie and yeah. the camera angles they were they were using, it really was revolutionary for the art form that okay. is cinematography sure. at the time. But nowadays, all that stuff is commonplace. Yeah. And just as far as a plot, in my opinion, it don't hold up. Okay. So, well, back to Halloween. Okay. Your boy, Michael Myers, <laughs> he's being called homophobic in his new film. Oh, is he? That's right. The long-running Halloween franchise has largely focused on the effects of Myers and his rampages. He's a spree killer, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, if you count the time between movies. No, that's a cooling he, off. He only kills on Halloween, dude. That's true. The that's rest true. of the year, he's just he's cool. <laughs> he's just chilling somewhere. 
And it, well, anyways, it focuses on his uh, rampages on the Stroke family, and Halloween Kills is no different. Uh, the film is a direct sequel to 2018's Halloween because, of course, we need another sequel, <laughs> which ended with the mass killer. Spoiler alert. I've never seen it, so I'm spoiling it for myself, too. Uh, being trapped in protagonist Laurie Strode's burning house. Um, however, Let me guess. He got out. <laughs> I guess it's more likely. <laughs> however, fans find out in the new movie that the serial killer, so they're calling him a serial, Yahoo, which if you're looking for news, a place named Yahoo is a right. place you want to get it from. Yeah. You would uh, think the FBI, but no. No, no, Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> he escaped the house with help from firefighters. That seems like a that was short-sighted on the firefighters' <laughs> part. Uh, who he eventually killed, of course, <laughs> and proceeded to go on another murderous rampage. At one point in Halloween Kills, Myers returns to his childhood home and finds an unsuspecting gay couple living there. The men, who are named Big John and Little John, (laughs) (laughs) realize someone is in their home and search for the intruder, but instead of making out alive, they're murdered by Myers. Now, of course, everybody on Twitter had to chime in here, calling Michael Myers homophobic for killing the couple. Says fans also drew comparisons between the treatment of LGBTQ plus people in Halloween Kills and the new Chucky TV series. The show features a scene in which the evil doll shows his acceptance for gender fluid and queer children. So Hmm. Chucky's down with the the rainbow flag. He don't want to get canceled. No, Chucky's (laughs) trying to make a buck here, you know? The, I can imagine Chucky being like, yeah, I was going to kill them, but ugh, I don't want yeah. to get canceled. The juxtaposition of Myers killing a gay couple and Chucky talking about his gender-fluid child in the same week is just insane. Hmm. I would agree that's insane. A hundred percent on all fronts that is insane. Yeah. So Michael Myers hates gay people. <laughs> Would fit in great at the Baptist church, you know? Like, we welcome him with open arms. You're going to have to memorize victory in Jesus and amazing grace. But other than that, keep your killing to the gay people, and you could probably get your own televangelist show. Well, now, I thought he killed everybody. Yeah, I think so. But because he... Well, he was... he. Apparently, they put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, <laughs> and he was supposed to pass over the gay people, you know? Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's, well. I wish I could have came up with something more gay to put on the, the <laughs> doorpost, like the, <laughs> I don't know, the glitter over the doorpost. <laughs> And he was supposed to pass over the game. I just think that's hilarious that Twitter is like, they're loving him killing all these horny teenagers. Right. And then he kills a gay couple and they're like, whoa, that's too far. It's 2021, (laughs) y'all. We can't be killing gay people. Uh, Yeah, I mean, but you brought up the point, and and I think it's a very solid point to make, that he seems to be an equal opportunity killer. Yes. He he, just kills everyone. (laughs) He killed firefighters who saved his life, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Who hates firefighters? Nobody. 
he doesn't discriminate. Yeah. He he welcomes all right. with open arms sure. to kill them. You know what he would do to Chucky? Kill him. Probably. You know, and Chucky's kid. That's just what he does, right? Right. I don't know. I've never seen a Halloween movie. But he only kills on Halloween. Yeah. I so, don't know. I don't know. I've never I, seen I tell one. you when Michael Myers isn't killing people, Pride Month. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. <laughs> yeah. Hard to refute that one. I would have to say, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a judge, but that seems like checkmate to me. You know, <laughs> it seems like checkmate. All right. Well, John, our next story here. How about this? Hey, Which I want to, okay. just in case you don't edit any of that. I don't think glitter is necessarily gay, you know, or homosexual. All right. Right. Anyone can use glitter. Okay. Yes. I'm just making a joke. Right. Anybody. Sure. Just primarily gay couples and 12 year old girls. Sure. Well, I mean, (laughs) if we're looking at like marketing trends, those are probably going to be your two focus groups. Right. (laughs) But that doesn't mean you and I might not get some glitter sometime and make posters for, you know, to hold up down at the abortion clinic or something, you know, for the sportsman's dinner, (laughs) for the sportsman's dinner. Yeah. Tiny, what do you got this for? Well, they were out of camo spray paint. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the sportsman dinner because I am not a sportsman. You know? <laughs> right. But I'm going to go and try to enjoy myself. Yeah, it should my, be fun. He was excited about going. Good. So I need to hurry up and register. I got to register too. Thomas and Hudson not excited about going. <laughs> oh, really? At all. No, not at all. I may just leave them home. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, next story here. Rhode Island State Highway inadvertently built over a cemetery with nearly a thousand dead bodies. Wow. Providence, Rhode Island, the Rhode Island Department of Transportation, acknowledged Tuesday that the state paved a highway over a cemetery containing the remains of nearly a thousand Rhode Islanders that were buried in the 1960s, a revelation that Governor Dan McKee described as heartbreaking. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> Bad look. <laughs> yeah. Should have kept some better property records or something. (laughs) On Monday, a Target 12 investigation revealed the state-built Route 37 in Cranston over State Farm Cemetery, where Rhode Island's poor, sick, and mentally ill residents were buried between the years of 1875 and 1953. Okay. Separately, Target 12 uncovered evidence that 577 bodies were relocated from a different nearby state cemetery and then reburied in unmarked mass graves nearby. Well, they were like, hey, look, y'all about to pave over this? We got some people we need to move over here. Is that what you're saying happened? Some of them. Yeah. Not well, all just of dig them. A, dig a big hole and put them in there. But right? the ones that, yeah, the yeah, ones, the ones that, that got, came from that other cemetery. The like, we're going to use this land for a park later or something, you know? <laughs> and the ones that got moved were just in a mass grave yeah, right. together. Oh, yeah, just dig a hole and dump them on in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this was in Rhode Island. This was in Rhode it Island. Seems like an Alabama story, and it happened in 1975. So it's not like like 70s were probably the cuss. <laughs> it was a different time. Yeah, it's probably like the cuss of people becoming poltergeist uh, hadn't come out uh, yet. Yeah, a little more aware. <laughs> like that time, somebody was probably like, "Well, no, that's where like all the me- mental patients and stuff who didn't have family were buried." And everybody's like, "But yeah, we got to put a road through there so traffic mm-hmm. will flow." And then the other person's like, "Yeah, you make a good point. Let's just go ahead and do it." You know. <laughs> In my mind, Steven Spielberg knew about this, and that inspired <laughs> his the movie Poltergeist. Maybe so. Eagle Scout Steven Spielberg, by the way. 
Oh, oh wow! No, just sprinkle that I, in there. On you. Consider me doubly impressed <laughs> I mean, now. Sprinkle, sprinkle that in on you. Yeah. <laughs> Target Twelve made the grim discoveries while researching what happened to the remains of Maria da Grassa's great great grandfather. I have no idea if I said that right. Sure. Antonio Coelho. Mm. She was initially told that he was buried at State Farm Cemetery, where Route Thirty Seven was constructed. But documents obtained and reviewed by Target 12 showed his body was one of the hundreds exhumed and then reburied in a mass grave in 1975. This is an abomination, Dagraka said. This is a really bad mark on the state of Rhode Island. She's just trying to get a check. Let's be honest, <laughs> right? She don't care about her great great grandpa or well, whatever. They, keep, they they say they say it like I'm supposed to know who that is, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but I have no idea who we're talking about. But yeah, you don't care. <laughs> you probably ain't ever tried to visit his grave one, one time, and now you're like, this is some sort of injustice. Get out of. Here. Well, the governor on Tuesday expressed sympathy for her and other relatives of those buried in the state cemeteries, saying that uh, they were working to get more background information about what happened to their loved ones. Wow. First, to the families impacted, I can see it being incredibly difficult and heartbreaking for them, the governor said. Look, you had, <laughs> they hadn't worried about us since 1975. He wasn't in office then. I know. So why's he in well, trouble? I'm like, look, y'all should have been asking somebody else about this <laughs> yeah. years ago before I accept that you're hurt. If by I was this. the governor, I'd say, I didn't do it. Yeah. Look, <laughs> hey, man. This no, was I, 1975. Yeah. Look, we, y'all need to go ask that dude. Now, look, I realize I'm the guy that's supposed to fix it. Sure. But just everyone needs to know it's not my mess. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> but do what I can to get us out of this, but I did not get us into it. Uh, it's more than reasonable to feel as though they should be upset not knowing or not being informed at that point in time when bodies were being removed. It says that no graves were moved prior to or during the construction of Route 37. It was during a time when regulations were far more lax than they are now. This would never happen now. Of course, sure. the movie Poltergeist has come out now. It's even been remade, so they wouldn't do that now. Oh, well, that's a tough look. I hate that for the relatives, but uh, I do, I'm do. i happy for all the high schoolers who will get to drive down that road <laughs> late at night and tell spooky stories sure. and probably get their first kiss. Yeah, maybe so. While trying to yeah. see a ghost. I mean, really, yeah, that's good. That's That was a point my friends always made about watching scary movies. They're like, look, man, you know, they're going to be scared. They're going to be right up next to you. They're going to be hugging on you and all that. And I was like, I can get all that without watching a scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch a comedy and get all that. You know, I don't know what you're, you're, you're not doing the right things here. So, well, John, for guys like us, <laughs> we need all the help we could get. I mean, I'm at that point in my life now where, like, yeah, hunting over a baited field seems like a good thing. And by baited <laughs> field, I mean bottle of wine, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't see a problem with that. So, <laughs> well, this has been a spooky show. Yes, it, it has. It really has. It's a spooktacular, really. <laughs> uh, this story is not necessarily spooky, but it does deal with AI, which is scary. That's pretty spooky, me. yeah. Right. Now, do you remember Tay Tiny? I do. Which was, I Tay believe, tweets. Um, yeah, Microsoft AI that they released, and um, people could converse with Tay. Mm-hmm. 
And immediately, Tay would develop her language based on her interactions with people, and immediately people online turned her into a raging anti-Semi and racist neo-Nazi. Yes. As a joke. (laughs) I mean, I assume maybe it was a joke. Um, Well, now scientists have built an AI to give ethical advice. Which sounds good, right? If we're not going to, you know, use holy scriptures or anything like that. I'm going to be honest with you, John. It sounds like a terrible idea to me. Well, let me tell you what. It turned out super racist, too. Okay? Not surprised. We've all been in situations where we've had to make tough ethical decisions. Why not dodge the pesky responsibility by outsourcing the choice to a machine learning algorithm? Because it don't have emotions. That's why not. <laughs> That's the idea. Well, let's remove emotions from the equations. Facts and are not don't care about your feelings, Tiny. Okay. All right. This is a Ben Shapiro bot. I feel like if uh, if your only moral compass is natural selection and and survival of the fittest. It's not always going to lead to a a good outcome. (laughs) Well, this company called Ask Delphi was a machine learning model from uh, of AI. Says you type in your situation, like donating to a charity, or a question: Is it okay to cheat on my spouse? And click the word ponder, and in a few seconds, Delphi will give you well. Ethical guidance. So, for example, what's the website of this thing? Just ask Delphi, D E L P H I. I don't know about if that's .net, .com, .org, but I imagine if you Google it, you can find it. Here it is. So, one of the things, uh, one of the examples that says, is it okay to eat at a restaurant and then leave without paying? And Delphi answers, it's wrong. Okay. So, Someone has asked a white man's walking towards you at night, and Delphi responded with, It's okay. Well, then <laughs> a black man walking towards you at night, and Delphi says, It's concerning. <laughs> this is an AI, right? Yes. This isn't my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> it says, uh, Ask Delphi initially included a tool that allowed users to compare whether situations were more or less morally acceptable than another, resulting in some more really awful bigoted uh, judgments. So Delphi said, being a white man is more morally acceptable than being a black woman. (laughs) Delphi also said, being straight is more morally acceptable than being gay. So, I mean, okay, it can get one right every (laughs) once in a while. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. Uh, so, uh, so it says you'll eventually find it's easy if you're playing around with it to game the AI to get pretty much whatever ethical judgments you want by fiddling around with phrasing until it gives you the answer you gotcha. want. Gotcha. And needless to say, that's exactly what the internet it, was going to do with immediately. This. They're going <laughs> to exploit it to turn it racist. <laughs> And uh, that's just the way the internet works. John, maybe the scariest thing about AI is that it mirrors humanity Oh, without its filters. There you go, Tiny. <laughs> I just feel like this Ask Delphi thing is a product of Trump and his white supremacy, <laughs> you know? And it's just infiltrated AI. It's became more acceptable to be a white supremacist AI now than it ever was. 
Well, I went to their website, and apparently you have to request a demo. Oh, like, you okay. can't just type something in a box. <laughs> no. Well, like, once 4 got a hold of it. They probably took that down. Right, look, yes. Hey, Bob, put a, you got to request a demo box up. <laughs> <laughs> just don't let them come in here. Well, anyways, I hate that. AI is racist. I hate that anybody's racist. Mm-hmm. Artificial intelligence or real people. But do you want to know who's not racist? That would be Cajun Girl by You Blended Spice. They <laughs> condemn racism. They are anti-racist, anti-Nazi. They are the world's only, I think, leading uh, spice add-on to condemn anti-Semitism uh, and racism. And they've never killed a gay couple. Never? Never. Not once. Never once. They love everybody who yeah. buys their spice. Now, if you don't, we all hate you. But other than that, <laughs> this is just about spice. And we want to thank them. Cajun Curl Buy You Bundle Spice for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com where you can order their spice right there. It was created on the Elm Bayou in the Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Bunda Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Bunda Spice on it will change your life. I would also like to say Tiny and I have filmed with Cajun Curl before, and they never pointed a firearm at us and never (laughs) felt unsafe in any way. Nope. Nope. The only thing that was unsafe was my caloric (laughs) intake that day. Yeah, no. We ate probably (laughs) 30,000 calories. Uh, On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can get some of those recipes that Tiny and I tasted. Yeah, you can. Right there on CajunCurl.com. You can also locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry it, ask them to start stocking it right now. Now, here's locally, you can find it at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace Boulevard. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. What do you say we do our voicemail first? Okay. All right, here we go. Our first voicemail comes from a lady who needs no introduction. Okay. So here it is. All right. Hey, guys, it's Jacqueline. Um... I don't know what a Waffle House is. I've seen them. Uh, we don't have them in Canada. But, I mean, I've driven by a few when I was visiting my parents in Florida. But compare it to a Denny's, I guess. I've been to Denny's, um, but I've never been to a Waffle House. So I don't know how it's worse. Can you compare, please? Um, speaking of worst dates, I'm just going to tell you a real quick story of the worst date I was ever on. It was with, uh, I was in university at the time, which is, uh, I guess, what you guys call college. Uh, anyways, I was uh, dating this guy for a, a little bit, and we went to the drive-in movie, which, you know, it was supposed to be nice and fun, and it was just the two of us, and we went to see, this is, I'm dating myself, but we went to see Wayne's World 2, the one with Heather Graham, 
So he spent the entire time we were at the drive-in movie theater ogling Heather Graham. Had nothing to do with, wanted nothing to do with me the whole time. Just the two of us at a drive-in movie theater. Uh, you know, didn't make a move, nothing. We had been on a few dates before that, but he just wanted to watch Heather Graham the whole time. Then, on the drive home, we went through the drive-thru at Wendy's, and he pulled the, didn't have his wallet thing. Mm. And so I ended up buying him a Wendy's combo, and then we went back to my parents' house, because again, I was in college, and uh, we ate that at my parents' house. And uh, I actually went out on one more date with him, I think, after that, and then I was lucky enough to meet a gentleman a couple of weeks later who has now since become my husband. So, anyways, that's the worst date I've ever been on, and I'm curious to hear more stories from your other patrons, like, I don't know, maybe Nicole, what's the worst date you've ever been on? I'm putting it in your court, girl. Alright, I'll talk to you later, bye. Okay, I would just like to say at the outset, I completely denounced this guy for ogling Heather Graham in this movie when Tia Carrere was <laughs> acting right beside her. Swing! Swing! Look, Heather Graham. <laughs> well, no joke either, all right? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of all on you, Jacqueline. I don't know what to tell you. Like, you bought the man food, you let him ogle another woman the entire time he's with you, and then you went out on another date with him. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's on you, okay? How do you expect us to learn when you reward <laughs> our bad behavior? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so Waffle House is not like Denny's. No. Denny's is Denny's is to IHOP. Uh, I would I would compare those two together. Right? Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Waffle House is a thing. If, I don't know if you know what Huddle House is. Huddle House is Waffle House's main <laughs> competitor in the breakfast house space, you yeah. know? We don't um, have a Huddle House anymore. Yeah. It, and when we did have it, I think I ate there once. Well, I was drunk drunk and ate there a couple of times. <laughs> but that's about it. That's about it. Um, and only because we couldn't get in at the Waffle mm-hmm. House. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a Waffle House is all short order cooked right there. I mean, feet away from you and handed to you basically as soon as it comes off the grill. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a way to describe it because Denny's and IHOP both. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they're like, you know, the nicest places, but they are like a, like a go in and sit down. Yeah, they're and like you a got sit a menu down restaurant. and you got a server right. and they, you know, come by and refill your coffee. Right. Yeah, and you can hang out, thing. show pictures of your grandkids to each other and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, the Waffle House is we're coming in, we're eating, and we're getting out. Mm-hmm. And they're just turning over tables. And you leave the money on the table. Yeah. Or you go up if you got to pay with a debit card and wait like yeah. a dummy by some guy eating at the bar, you know. <laughs> It's kind of like redneck hibachi. Yeah. If you were getting your hibachi in a 7-Eleven. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's a very, very small <laughs> footprint for the store. And, um, you know, people can fight in there. People can make love. People can. And do often. Yeah. It, it's sort of like the international waters of the United States. Anything goes <laughs> in Waffle House. You will hear someone talk about Jesus. You will hear someone talk about murdering their spouse. It's just the way it goes. Yes. It's a great thing. 
<laughs> it's not a Waffle House. It's a Waffle Home. Okay. <laughs> and I will say, and, and the food is, is, is fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Now, I'm not saying it's not Gordon Ramsay style. You know, I got right. some friends of mine from up north come down one time, and they were like, we're at the Waffle House. And it was like very average. And I'm like, well, yeah, man, it's breakfast food, and it's cooked in like five seconds. You eat there when you're hungry. Yeah, right. And you can't get anything else. Yeah, you're not going to Waffle House for a great culinary experience. <laughs> no. But for the money you pay for it, it's a good deal and a good value. Yes. Yeah. And you're going there because anywhere else would throw you out. Sure. More than likely. <laughs> you're hungry. Yeah. You're probably a little hungover. Yes. Or just drunk. Still going. Yeah. And you can't get a seat anywhere else. No. But you're welcome at the Waffle House. Exactly. They welcome everyone. <laughs> yes. You know, they don't discriminate. The waitresses are always uh, tough, I would say. You know, like they will <laughs> they cut you. They have to be. They have to be. Yeah. Sometimes they have to pull out a gun. Sure, every once in a while. You didn't get that cheese eggs order. So right. I'm sure you can YouTube like Waffle House Experience or something and watch <laughs> a ton of videos on it. But you should go to a Waffle House. Everyone should. I would recommend starting out. This is like taking LSD for the first time, right? <laughs> like you don't want to go overboard. All right. So maybe a midday lunch might be <laughs> where you need to go at one right off an interstate. You know, like you don't be getting into a city anywhere and go right. to one. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That's you got to be at level Waffle House user to go to like a, a city Waffle House. All right. How about we do some questions now? Okay. And now it's time for Ask John questions about stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you have any questions for John, you can go to our Discord server, link in the show notes, and you can post your questions in the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel, and we'll ask him on the show. Sure. Our first question comes from the driver. Would you rather live on a deserted island or in the mountains miles away from anyone? I would pick... Oh, I would pick the mountains because the mountains should have better sources of drinkable water. Yeah, like when I pick a deserted yes. island or picture it, it's just salt water all around. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, that's why I would pick the mountains. Now, if the island has a, a freshwater fr- source, yes, I'm it's gonna, in on the it's island. It's probably going to be easier to fish yes. than it is going to be to trap small game. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I would much rather be hot than cold. Yeah. Agreed. In, in any situation. But yeah, I absolutely agree. Like yeah. the key here is water. Water's number one, <laughs> you know. But just for me, if it was like a deserted island, mm-hmm. I got plenty of water and all that. I'm picking the island ten out of ten times. Yeah, and also uh, I'll say this about the island: you go, you eat too many coconuts, you're going to end up pooping yourself to death. Yeah, okay, and getting dehydrated that way. Well, yeah, that can't happen. I <laughs> so, guess I didn't know that. Take it easy on the coconuts. Okay, good to know. Natural laxative. Okay. Learn something new every day. Yeah, man, that explains the coconut coffee we had a while back. That explains so much now. I didn't understand it. I thought I was like, I'm, I'm on a pimento cheese kick here. I should be stopping up, not cleaning out. Uh, next question comes from Phil Zoot Suit. Would you rather fight a chicken to death every time you get into your car or an orangutan to death once a year, but you get a sword? Oh. I mean, I would probably, I mean, every time you get in the car, think about how many times you get in the car a day, you know? Like, there's no doubt in my mind I'm going to win that fight. Right. But 
It being every time I get in my car, it seems yeah. like it'd be a hassle. Bare minimum, I get in a car six times a day. <laughs> Bare minimum, that's going to work, home for lunch, back, you know, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. That would be six chickens I would have to kill a day. Also, how vicious are these chickens? Are these just regular yard birds? Yeah, I would Or are these like so. fighting no. roosters with knives on their <laughs> It's fighting roosters. I don't know. <laughs> but the problem with fighting an orangutan, even if you have a sword, is that, well, number one, the orangutan may get the sword from you. <laughs> yeah. But if he gets a hold of you, it's going to be tough. It you is. Know, they're like super strong, right? Yeah, I mean, they're not as strong as a chimp, but they're pretty dang yeah, strong. They're, they're probably stronger than me. I'll say that much. They could probably beat me on wrestling. I think so, yeah. <laughs> and then tear my face off. Yeah. So I, I would probably still pick the chickens, but that's going to be a lot. You're, you're going to be cleaning up a lot of blood in your car. <laughs> I will say, once a year, you could maybe kind of turn it into like a, a holiday. Sure. Like a orangutan killing well, train, holiday. Train all year for that <laughs> yes. one if you knew what it was going to be. I don't know. That may not be that bad. And you get all your family chanting, uh, two enter, one leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Do that right before the Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> but yes. then the orangutan kills you. It's like everybody's depressed. That, that's going to be a, that's going to be a, just a, Depressing Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, the orangutan got daddy this year. <laughs> I mean, the holidays are depressing enough. Sure. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. What time of year would you want to find an orangutan? I mean, I would think fall. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I, I think, ooh, I, maybe even winter. How do they do in the cold? You know? Well, I don't know. I was thinking more of like the time of year. Like it would be a great time. I would think in October, like right before Halloween, maybe right after Halloween, you, okay. have, you go trick-or-treating and then you fight an orangutan to death. <laughs> you're out there and you're like, Ghostbusters costume, <laughs> fighting an orangutan with a sword. Yeah. <laughs> At the fall festival. <laughs> Dressed as Leonidas. <laughs> Redneck Leonidas. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Oh, I mercy. still think I'd pick chicken. <laughs> I, mean, I think I would. I would be stacking some chickens up to be eating chicken for life around here. Let me ask Phil, follow-up question. Can I start with the chickens and then switch to orangutan when I just I'm sick and tired of killing chickens? You killed too many chickens. <laughs> yes. That's like, not a bad idea. We can only eat chicken and dumplings so many times. Sure. I've had enough. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. It's just like, can I can I change now? I'm ready for the chick. I'm ready for the orangutan. I want to try orangutans. <laughs> That's right. That's our Bubbo ask. How many vehicular accidents have you been in that were actually your fault? Two. Oh, wow. I, yeah. I was expecting you to say zero. Yeah. Well, regardless who was at fault. Neither one involved the law or anything. I just bumped somebody from behind. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, one time when I was in high school, I was coming down a hill and it was a wet road and I put on my brakes and slid. So I started pumping my brakes and that slowed me down enough to where I barely hit the car. Samantha Marlar in front of me, her and Brooks Bynum were in that car. <laughs> they got out, no damage to either one of our vehicles. They were like, Hey, take it easy. We'll see you. I'm like, great. And then another time I was exiting off of rice mine road onto McFarland Boulevard and for people here in town, they know what that looks like. Well, there was a car in front of me, and it was clear. I was looking back at traffic. It was clear, no cars coming. 
I look forward. It starts inching forward. I look back at traffic. I start inching forward, like let off the clutch. Right. And then boom, right in the back of them. Oof. Because she stopped for some reason. Yeah. And I got out and she got out and she was like, oh, there was a scratch on her bumper. And she was like, oh, well, uh, don't, uh, this is not even my car. So let's don't even worry about it. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Because <laughs> you're like gone. I, I didn't need the police showing up. I may have had some stuff that wasn't above board in my car. And, and so we just, we called it at the end of the day on that one. Oh, so man. two, I've been in that are not my fault. Gotcha. Razorback asks, did a small part of you wish the golf ball would have hit the lane train in the eye? <laughs> We probably need to explain that to people yes, outside. Yes, for people who who aren't aware, not this past Saturday, but the one before right. Tennessee played Ole Miss. All right, let's start out here, number one. We have people listening all over the world. We're talking about United States tackle football, the greatest sport in the history of the world, endorsed by Jesus himself and Bear Bryant. So <laughs> Tiny can continue to tell Double you whammy. what we're talking about. Right. Uh, and then Some would say they're the same person, but I don't. <laughs> That's blasphemy. Okay? Yeah. Uh, Lane Kiffin is the coach of Ole Miss, and he was briefly, extremely briefly, the coach of the University of Tennessee yeah, he before was. he left. To I go, mean, almost was it mid-season? No, no, no. To go to USC right after the season. Okay, it was right after the season to go to the University of Southern California, home of OJ Simpson. <laughs> yes, yes. So they already don't like him in Tennessee, right? No, they went in nuts Huxville. when he left, y'all. They were like burning stuff and riding up and down the streets. Yes, yeah. And so anyway, uh, so now he's at old. He's back in the SEC. Yeah, as, head, as a head coach, head coach at, at Ole Miss. Ole Miss. They're playing Tennessee. And, Shout out Wilts. <laughs> yes, and Tennessee, they didn't get. Uh, they got a bad call, right? I mean, some some would say, but I'm from from I thought it was it was a bad spot. I thought it was if a bad spot. Yeah, I think if you're if you don't have a dog in the hunt, you would say it's a bad spot, mm-hmm. right? Which ended, you know, Tennessee didn't get the first down, right? And that ended their drive, their their shot at winning their the chance game. at winning the game. Yes, because then all Ole Miss had to do was just you run know, out the take clock, take a knee and run out yeah. the clock, and that's what they did. And the Fans were really mad. mad, and they began to throw anything they could find that wasn't <laughs> held down. Apparently, a lot onto of, the field. There was a mustard bottle that's gotten a lot of play. <laughs> yes, and one of those <laughs> things also that came down was like a range ball from a driving range because <laughs> it makes logical sense to carry a golf ball with you to a football game. Well, maybe you wanted uh, Lane Kiffin to sign your golf ball no, or something. I was like, it was probably a late game, and he got in like a, a morning round or something, and mm-hmm. he just left it in his pocket. I assume it's a he. I don't know. Women can play golf now. Mm-hmm. They can vote and read. I don't, I'm don't. i not saying any of those are right, but they can play golf now. <laughs> yeah. I was I was impressed at just the stuff that they were yeah, able to come no. up with. And there's some people out there. there. There's some people in the stands that's got an arm, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're getting pretty far out there. Yeah. So a golf ball almost hit Lane Kiffin. Yeah. And who's the coach? And Razorback wanted to know if part of me wanted it to hit him. It would have been funny. It would have been fun. But it's probably good that it yeah. didn't. I I actually like Lane Kiffin. You know, I think he's fun. I mm-hmm. wouldn't. I I've had one 
point had one at one point had the thoughts of, Hey, he might be a guy we can get when Saban dies or retires or whatever he's going to do, you know? But after the way he coached against us in the game, I was like, I don't want him, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I, I think I he's a good football I coach. I hated Lane Kiffin. Yeah, when he was at Tennessee. And then he came to Alabama, and I was like, oh, man, I can't hate him anymore. Well, man, like he did some amazing things. He took Blake Sims, who was a running back, and turned him into a successful quarterback, mm-hmm. you know? Like, what, we lose two games a year? That's amazing. Well, and also, he was deflating balls before it was cool. Sure. People forget. People do forget that. <laughs> That's right. That was a good people forget because I had forgotten, you know? Yeah. That was one of the best people for of say, all time. <laughs> at USC... They had a deflate gate long before. Long before. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. No, anyways, I like Lane. He makes me laugh, and he's good for the conference, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's a pretty decent football coach. And some people are speculating he's going to end up at LSU. Is he still married or? No, they got divorced. But I, I think I they're so. on pretty good terms. Okay. Like, they interact with each other on Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff pretty good. So I mean, there were some very unkind rumors. Well, so I think a lot of them were legit, <laughs> yeah, you know. Probably true. I mean, Lang was out catting about, you know, <laughs> yeah. as one might do. Yeah. Not me, but one like him might do. Probably more than Mike Price ever even dreamed of. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> he made Mike Price look like an amateur from the stories I've heard. Right. Yeah. Lane just knew how to keep him out of Sports Illustrated. That's exactly right. <laughs> Smart. Anyway, moving on here. Apart from break, this, okay, next question comes from Raytheon. Apart from brake checkers, what's the most annoying thing a driver has ever done in front of your car that deserves to be YouTubed for all time? I had a guy throw a drink out one time and landed on my windshield. Okay. Going down the road, like a Coke, you know, yes, or whatever. That's aggravating. Yeah. I don't think he'd realize I was behind him or something because surely mm-hmm. now in Alabama, we have a littering problem. I hate it. I've talked about it on this show, but people will just litter willy nilly. And he apparently was done with his drink and threw it and it landed right on my windshield. So, all right. We're going to do one more question. And that question comes from Stan Wright. Has NASA intentionally neglected probing Uranus to avoid all the bad puns? <laughs> I was going to say they have probed mine. <laughs> and I will say those are great puns, Stan. <laughs> That's right. How dare you say they're bad? <laughs> yeah. All right. That'll do it for this round of Uranus questions. Uranus is a really long way away. That's probably got the most thing to do with it. It's way on out there. I was about to say, uh, now I know, was it Voyager? Yeah. Was the spacecraft? Voyager 2. I Voyager think. 2. Right. Okay. But now other than other than Voyager 2, have we had any I don't think so. go by there? Yeah, I don't think so. Hmm. Voyager 2 is still rock, rocking and rolling. It is. It's starting to get signals now from other yeah. like star systems. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we're about to find out some really crazy stuff. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Is that the one that's got like the, the record. record on it? I think so. And it's got yeah. like the, the naked man and the naked woman and stuff. Yep. It's, okay. Uh, like hieroglyphs on the side. And perfect coordinates that anyone, yeah. that any sentient being could sure. understand. 
So yeah. they know exactly where to come. Yeah, come and find when us. When they're looking for resources. Yeah. That was a mistake, if you ask me. You know? Yes. That was a mistake. Let them get in a ballpark or something, you know? Right. Just based on trajectory or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably a mistake. Well, John, we're about to end this free show. But before we do that, we need to thank our patrons. We thank each and every one of you so much for supporting what we do. Really, it blows me away. And me too. That people. I'm floored every day I think about it. (laughs) Yes. We would like to specifically name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those fine, fine individuals are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and of course, Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Mick Will. Again, thank you all so much. I mean, I just, I cannot thank you enough for supporting what we do. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, like I said, I'm blown away that you would. (laughs) I questioned some of y'all's sanity. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to jump on that patron train, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several tiers, but if you sign up at the $5 tier, you get an extended show every single week. And then you get an all-exclusive patrons-only show, That's right. usually once a month. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> that is patreon.com slash earthoddity. Extend your oddity. And speaking of extensions, what do we have coming up in our extended show today? Uh, we're going to talk about air up your butt. Okay. Uh, I'm going to talk about, you know, and I have an extra story about Harambe. Okay. That we may or may not discuss. Oh, that's right. We, yeah, you, you were, you had some hot Harambe takes on the Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, do you have anything else? No, that's about it. All right. Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on them all. Yep. If you would like to email into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We've got show art. You can check that out. Underscore earthoddity on Instagram. That's right. I might, might post Tiny's menu. <laughs> one day. Right, that's one right. day. I got it on the camera roll. Yeah. We have a Discord server. Oh, Link yeah. in the show notes. Join and we the have Discord. a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? 662 493 2059. That's 662 493 2059. We look forward to hearing for it from you. <laughs> yes. A bad bad date stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would in. love to hear them. Everybody's had a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> Except Tiny. Well, yeah, Tiny <laughs> left all of his women satisfied. <laughs> uh, I hope everyone out there has a horrifying week. Earthbody <laughs> for the French Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, patrons. Thanks for sticking around or for listening to this. Yes. You know, you didn't really stick around. Usually this comes out sometimes the day after, right?